interesting combination of verses for this Sunday. We get Ezekiel in the valley of the dry bones, and then Jesus at the tomb of his friend Lazarus. These are hard stories, particularly in days when we are now a church inadvertently distributed, scattered to our various homes across communities, and in some cases, perhaps feeling quite lonely or isolated. I think the common thread, of course, through these verses is God's desire to heal, God's commitment to redeem even from death. In the story, particularly from John, we get Jesus tarrying, it seems, despite the early reports of Lazarus's illness. Jesus uh, is in no hurry to get to Bethany to see his friend. And it seems, from Thomas's description, that the disciples expect that going to Bethany will lead to trouble. Now, Lazarus and Mary and Martha are clearly friends of Jesus. They know our Lord quite well. Mary and Martha, of course, have that famous discourse about whether serving or contemplating is more important in the kingdom. And Lazarus, his death evidently brings out this great overflow of emotion from our Lord. The shortest verse, of course, in Scripture is here. Jesus wept. And Jesus weeps for Lazarus, I think, in a way that is meant to teach us something. Not that our Lord is constantly thinking about how his actions will be perceived by others, but because of the genuine feeling that he has for his friend. Jesus weeps for Lazarus because of that connection that they share, that bond that they have. It is not, as we might suspect, merely instrumental. Jesus has a shared connection with Lazarus that is deep and genuine. And while the Lord knows about the resurrection, and while the Lord knows what he's going to do, his heart is still grieved at the loss of his friend. I think we're meant to remember that death, therefore, is not casual even for God. It's not something simply to be passed over. It's not something about which we should feel cavalier. In recent days, I've heard from friends around the country who are working as healthcare providers or as first responders or often in ministry settings who are suffering in this time, who have lost friends or relatives or loved ones. And that death for Christians, while it is not the last word, is also not something I think we can just brush off our shoulders. If Jesus weeps for the loss of his friend Lazarus, should we not then weep ourselves for the loss of those that we love? Secondly, I think we're meant to be reminded that death is not the end. That the great desire of the Lord is to bring about resurrection. As they come to the tomb, there is that interesting moment where one of the sisters protests to Jesus. 
and says, Lord, he's been in the grave four days. By this time, there is an odor in the English standard version that Steve read from for us. In the old King James, it is put in a different way. Lord, by this time, he stinketh. That's a word that you don't hear very often, although perhaps if you've been at home for many days now, perhaps stinketh is coming back into vogue. Um, But I think what we're meant to know is Lazarus has not just fallen asleep. Lazarus has not just passed out uh, to be awakened by his friend Jesus. Lazarus is in the grave for days. He is stone cold dead. And dead men, quite famously, do not come back. And yet Jesus desires, God desires, to resurrect all dead things. Death is not the final word. No matter how discouraging it might be, no matter how painful it might be, no matter how great the loss, death is not, for Christians especially, the last thing. This is, for Jesus, the capstone miracle. Throughout the Gospel of John, he is making these I am statements. I am the bread of life. I am the resurrection. I am the life. And here this morning, Jesus finishes his earthly ministry on the way to his passion in this moment of resurrection. And what is revealed is that the grip of death, as strong as it might seem, is weaker even than it appears. That no enemy will prevail in the face of the love of Jesus Christ. That no separation, that no frustration, that no grief cannot be broken by the power of the loving presence of God among us. That is a word for us in these strange times. That while we found ourselves in a new place, while we may feel that we stand in the valley of the dry bones, Like Mary and Martha, we grieve the loss of those that we love. And yet we are reminded that for us, for all who call on the name of Jesus Christ, death is not final. That resurrection remains God's purpose for the world. That our losses and our griefs, while they may be powerful and painful, they matter to God. They matter much. And that the Lord's intention is at the last to resolve all things, to bring them to a good end in his Jesus Christ given to us. That no matter the burdens that you and I may bear in our lives, the hurts, the sorrows, the deep cutting losses, all of those things, by God's grace, will indeed be gathered up in his love and undone. That is a word, I hope, of comfort for you, as it was for Mary and Martha, and for Lazarus, of course, himself. That when we find ourselves wrapped up in our sin and our losses, and even perhaps in death itself, That God desires, and indeed God intends, 
to fix every broken thing, to repair the losses that we have suffered, and to restore us to fullness, and not merely to a life that is okay or just good enough, but to the fullness of God's desire for each of us. So the task this day, while we may feel surrounded by many griefs, while we may look around the valley of dry bones and wonder how they can live, while we may think that those losses and griefs have been in the grave too long for God to make anything of them, our call as believers in Jesus Christ is to place our trust in the Lord because our human grief is what moves Jesus to action. His heart is broken as ours is. He feels our loss. He shares our tears. And he does not leave us helpless. But instead, he comes and stands at the door of the tomb. It says, Lazarus, come out. He says it to you and I. Come out of your sins. Come out of your grief. If you are willing, so am I. That the God who calls us into relationship with himself calls us to resurrection hope. In days when we may be racked by loss and suffering and illness, when we are closely pressed by the concerns that weigh down our hearts and our souls, Jesus Christ himself comes and stands at the door and invites us to be loosed from our bindings, to come out of the grave into the resurrection life. That is the great hope that waits for us at Easter, that the Lord is willing to give his life for yours and for mine. No matter what we've done, no matter how distant we may feel from his love, that all hope rests in him. And that when we place our trust in Christ, he can do what may otherwise seem impossible. Mary and Martha had no expectation that their brother would be raised from the dead. You notice that they say, Lord, if you had been here, he need not have died. And yet, God wills, God desires to resolve all things in the love of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, in whom we can place all our hope and all our trust. Because like Lazarus, we are friends of God. And he weeps for us and he loves us. And he will call us to come up out of our own graves to himself. Thanks be to God. Amen.